Hey everybody and welcome back to the Music Industry 360 podcast. I'm your host Vanessa and today we're going to be talking all about how to reach out to press and basically the tips and the the no-nos that you should uh, take into consideration when you're reaching out to press. So our special guest today is Ray Roa who is the music editor with Creative Loafing. So hi Ray. Hey how's it going Vanessa? It's going great. Thank you so much for coming in and uh, doing this with us. Thank you for having me. So um, if you could just give our audience a uh, brief career overview of your role with uh, Creative Loafing or even just what you've uh, done in the past too, what brought you to where you are today? Right on. So currently I'm entering my third year of being the music editor at Creative Loafing Tampa. Um, Before that, I was a freelancer for CL Tampa for probably about five or six years. Um, My editor moved to Seattle, so I was lucky enough to interview for her job and get it. Um, at that same time, I was freelancing. I was also freelancing regularly for the Tampa Bay Times, writing about live music and also working on um, a website founded by uh, Joel Cook, who also founded Reacts magazine way back in the day. But that website was called Suburban Apologist. So all in all, I've been writing about music in the Bay Area for, I don't know, almost a decade now, probably the better part of eight years. Wow. So, yeah. So you are named uh, to be recognized. Um, You're a musician. I mean, I don't know. I think most of all, like, my job is to try and keep up with the local scene, like, not just concert announcements, but the local artists and kind of highlight the good work that they do, which is impossible um, because there's so much good stuff coming out, but it does get easier if they send me clean press stuff. So, uh, and we'll definitely we'll get into that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, we'll get into our topic then. So, like I said, we'll be discussing. Um, basically tips and tools and what to do and what not to do for uh, when reaching out to press. So Ray, the first question I had is, uh, so what are some no-nos that you'd see happen a lot that people, just a lot of mistakes that people make when submitting for press? You know, obviously everybody has their own method or or whatever, but I know there are things that will stop me from either even opening an email or reading through one. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times if there's, if it's about a show and there's no info on the date, um, I'm kind of against attaching anything to an email, um, press releases, things like that. It's just, I would rather, if you're going to attach something, um, I would say put a link, but really all the information should be in the body copy, at least as far as I'm concerned, you know, and just real laid out basic, like right in the beginning and you can expand further down. So do you get a lot of people who, um, have really long titles or use like all caps in their titles to try to get your attention? Um, I don't really mind the all caps, uh, long subject are iffy. I mean, if it doesn't fit in the screen and I can't read it, I'm probably not going to open it unless it's from somebody I know. Um, so although there is one publicist out there, uh, Jamie Coletta, who's really good with her um, her subject lines, and they get, they, they're always kind of clever. They're always short, mm-hmm. uh, but I open up a lot of her emails. Also, just because I know she works with bands um, that are great. But yeah, just keep everything simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you have to try to trick uh, a press person in the in the email into opening you know through a subject mm-hmm. line I think it's just all about the content that's in there I see every email I get as long as it's not landing in spam so I either have to archive it or delete it so I'll see it um, just make sure the subject is just relevant and to the point I would say do you uh so how many do you get uh do you have like a rough estimate uh, of if I leave my email unchecked for a week like I'll probably get in between a thousand and fifteen hundred. So that's where like wow. I kind of have this rule where like if my inbox gets to a hundred or one hundred fifty during the day, then I'll kind of go through, mm. you know, and try to keep it underneath that. Uh, but hundred's a good one to keep the anxiety low. So yeah, there's a lot of emails. But I've also been writing for eight years, so my email's been passed around and 
distributed yeah. on, on many lists, um, which is cool. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I had that happen to me actually where um, I'll start getting uh, singles, like emails about a new single or a new video. I'm like, I didn't get added to the, like I didn't ask oh, to be yeah. added to this, you know, yeah. so I'm sure you get that a lot too. Yeah, and I'm totally okay with it. Like I, I love making connections. Um, obviously, I write about what's going on locally, um, you know, national artists coming through or a local artist. So I always revisit emails if I have to and, and, and you know, I like building relationships, so. So back to the um, the email content. Um, so you said not to have like large attachments, just have it in the body. So is it best to like to just have just text and that's it? Like what, where, when? And, like, yeah, and then that the basic text is it. like super important. It doesn't and, have to be colorful, all that stuff. Um, no, I'm not too concerned uh, with that. I also work in, we, we have a print product that we put out every week. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for high resolution, you know, print ready photos uh, that are the right size. And I would recommend not attaching those, but instead just having everything like a link, like a Dropbox. Like here's okay. like in the email, put here's a Dropbox link, Dropbox link to literally all my press photos, a bio you can download, um, a private stream. Like even if you're sharing music, mm-hmm. you know, attaching an MP3, I'm probably not going to download that and listen to it or listen to it in, in the window um, just because I have a ton of other windows going on. So if there's just a link that's a here's a private stream, feel free. You know, I'll definitely click on that. You know, if it's an album advance, I'll click on it and listen to it while I'm working, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I almost never open um, attachments. Okay. So basically get straight to the point. Um, don't attach large files Yeah. Uh, and attach links like Dropbox or Google Drive uh, yeah. to make it easy for you to just review it, basically. Yeah, 100%. Just, just put that link in there, and I think it's really helpful. And I can't tell you how many times a print deadline will come up, and I have to exclude an artist's picture just because I couldn't find a picture that was um, the right size or suitable for print. So, you know, if you still care about seeing your picture in print, I would say have those print assets ready. So if it's a like an artist reaching out about their single, uh, what are, like, do you have, like, a list of what they should list in their, um, in the body? Yeah, I mean, totally. So let's just frame this in like the context of, of a local artist putting out a single mm-hmm. or maybe a national artist coming through who wants to say something about their single. Um, I like when there's a quote about the single in the in the body, you know, some kind of statement that I can use to add context to a post about the song. Okay. Um, so the artists that are really good at that, they'll send me, you know, here's here's the name of the song, blah, blah, blah. And here's, you know, why I wrote the song and stuff like that. Quotes that I can pull from using a post. Um, And, you know, I mean, everybody's, there's just no more time, right? So you're always just rushing to do stuff, which is um, unfortunate. But um, if if I can get those quotes in there, then I can use that, right? And then maybe I won't have to do a follow-up or I can build off that quote that you provided and ask one more follow-up and really get some good context in there and get, and get a post that is respectful of the art that you created um, and the thing that you're trying to do. And if, if it's related to a show, make sure the show information's in there too. And that way we can talk about the single, talk about the show. If we're premiering a track, have the private embed codes ready, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what, you know, if you're using Bandcamp, what sites need to be approved for exclusive embeds and things like that. Okay, so uh, releasing a single, so they you would like the quote about it, probably a link to the album art, and then yeah. a link to the or artist like photo. Just when we say art, just any assets, yeah, yeah. artist photo, yeah, artist bio, uh, and then the links to where, like you're saying, the embed links. Yeah, and you can say stuff about yourself in there, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like, "There's even more stuff here at this link," okay. you know. 
And for me, I mean, if it's having to do with Tampa Bay, then I'm that much more interested. Now, when people reach out to you, you obviously can't respond to every single one, right? right? Um, so if you do find one you're interested in and you need more info, um, how does that work? You just respond back and like, hey, can you give me this info? And then do you send like a rough copy of the article to the artist to approve or the manager to approve? So stay in that van, let's say we're like working off a single. If it's single that's not announced yet, you know, and, and you tell me the date it's coming out, I'll normally ask if you have a premiere home. I like to do premieres and, and share music before it comes out. Okay. Um, I think it's a cool way, um, one, to get our website out and to also just for our readers to learn about another artist um, in a way that's different from, because nowadays you can just post your single once it's out on mm-hmm. Facebook and, and whatever. So what what can we do um, as, as a newspaper to add context to that and make it more meaningful? So that's what we're trying to do. I don't, I always kind of run quotes by artists, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a policy not to send the article to okay. the artist for review before we publish it, right? Like, if I if I have some questions about some factual things or I need to clear up a quote, I'll, I definitely send those over. And I'm like, hey, is this exactly what you meant? Um, this is what I have you quoted as saying. So I will send that. But no, we won't really send the article and say, you know, this is what we're going to put. Are you okay yeah, I mean, with you're, it? You're doing them a favor anyway. You know, I don't know if it's right? about favors. It's just like, um, I don't know, just respecting that, uh, you know, the integrity of – because – at the end of the day, you know, my job is to tell every side of the story, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't want to give something to an artist and have them be like, hey, I don't like this part about me. I didn't, you know, like, can you leave it out? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to trap anybody, like, or anything like that. But, I mean, I have to be fair to all sides. You yeah. know what I mean? Do so. you ever have anybody reach out afterwards and ask you to edit? Um yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like Talib Kweli hates me. Uh, so they sound, they, so who's um, PR company, which is great. I'm trying oh, okay. to remember, Girly Action. So Talib always gets in these fights on Twitter. And he was playing this festival here at Kultura. Um, and we were interviewing him. But he sent out this press release saying that he was blocked on Twitter. So I put it out there. Long story short, you know, he was angry at a white supremacist, rightfully so, got into it. He got blocked. The white supremacist guy was banned. But he was upset, and that we ended up getting lawyers contacting us. So oh, man. the white supremacist lawyer contacted us, threatened suit. Um, we added the lawyer statement, which Talib was not okay with. Oh man! Um, <laughs> and uh, but um, and we drew the ire of him a lot for, of back and forth. F- for a day, and yeah. it was unfortunate because you don't want to have that exchange. But sure, yeah, you know, we're trying to. That's exactly the case. Like, here's what the lawyer said. Here's what Talib said. You know, yeah. we offered him another. Uh, statement, but I think at that point he was over us. So that's like a worst case scenario, though. That was pretty <laughs> that, bad. It's yeah. pretty low point uh, for me. Aww. Yeah, um, just because you don't want to get into it with him. I mean, I don't sure. know. If, I had to unfollow him on Twitter because he Aww. tweets so much. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was unfortunate. But that that would be the case where we reported as you know what it said. Mm-hmm. We were contacted by the offended party, and so we added their statement. And I think that's what Talib was upset about was that we gave that guy. Um, a platform in a way. Uh, understandable, but it's not something that we could take out. So and then my last question on that subject, um, do you get people that send you like word for word, hey, can you publish this article? Like and just copy and paste it? 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, and obviously, that's like a great situation. Like if you get a press release that is constructed like a news article mm-hmm. and I can just adapt it, and that's really the best case scenario. It's kind of poor reporting to not add more context Mm -hmm. but you know in a pinch and on the fly if all the information is there and correct there have been times i haven't cut cut and pasted a press release directly but 
you know, it's probably been like 50-50 or even more towards just a press release copy just because everything is so clean, formatted correctly, um, everything's spelled right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's just Grammar's easy. <laughs> so that has happened. Um, I'm, yeah, people have asked to run things in full, but I don't know. You know, we haven't done that. So, oh, okay. yeah. So that is convenient for you then for them to, to do instead of like sending like this, 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 like actually send the full press release. A hundred percent. Like, okay. or they could just say, hey, here's a link to the full press release. Like, oh, that's it. This yes. morning <laughs> I, I did some. No attachments. On, <laughs> right. On the Florida Orchestra. <laughs> and I opened the press release in another window and took a few sentences out of there, added some context and it was all there. I saw that. Was it for the Star Wars? It wasn't the Star Wars one, uh, although we did write about Star Wars, and that's going in uh, Thursday's issue. It was about their free concerts at Armature Works. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was just all all the information was there, and I was able to make a post very easily. So that was was nice. All right, so after you receive it and you're ready to go and you write an article, um, do you have it sometimes happen where you you get no attention, like it just doesn't do well? Um, Yeah, I mean, that happens, and, and that'll happen sometimes. You'll write something, and it doesn't pick up. Maybe it was the wrong time to write about it. Uh, maybe people had other stuff on their mind. World events happen, mm-hmm. take attention away. Um, and that's frustrating, but, I mean, the whole thing of publishing, it's experimentation, you know. Um, what happens more often, unfortunately, is that the artists won't hear back from me after they send an that's email. That's what I was about to ask. Like, what about you know? the other side of the spectrum? And, where, and I know like, that's frustrating because you put all this work into a press release and you do a really good jobs. So people do a better job than others. But no matter how good of a job you do, not every press release is always going to get attention, you know. And I know that that's frustrating sometimes when somebody won't hear back from me. But I personally don't mind if people reach out a couple of days, a week after. I'm perfectly okay with telling somebody that, um, okay, I get it. This is good. Uh, we're good. Or I'll pass on something. So I'm fine with saying that I'm going to pass. But I'm okay with people following up. I mean, unfortunately, with how busy it gets in the newsroom, um, I can't get to everything or I'll start something, but I appreciate people being on me and, mm-hmm. and always following up. So it's very helpful. All right. So since you do get um, so many requests daily, so when is an ideal time to contact you? I'm assuming like they shouldn't contact you like the day before the, the event yeah, happen. a hundred percent. Like, so, I mean, just put it this way. We'll do this in the context of the print paper, right? Like we send the paper, the deadlines are like a week before the paper goes. So, okay. you know, at a minimum, I'd like to have seven days, but that's just reacting on the spot and getting it in there. Um, two weeks is probably ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always told or asked artists, hey, once you know you're starting something, just let me know because I want to be in on the process. I want to know, you know, if I can go in the studio with you and take some photos or, um, you know, just talk to you about it and know how it's going. Like, I like knowing what people are up to. So as a local artist, like, yeah, like right when a project starts, let me know. Like you can tell me stuff off record, you know, like you can tell me as much as you want and that way it'll keep me plugged in. It keeps me on my radar. Um, but at minimum two weeks for an event is good. Um, but I like to have the longest lead possible because I'll put it on a content calendar and I know it's something I want to cover, you know? So yeah, it's the same way on the distribution side too. When someone, if they want us to pitch something for a feature, like we actually say fill out this feature form or um, submit it at least 21 days before the release date. So mm-hmm. that gives us plenty of time to pitch and follow up and all that yeah. stuff. So and even 21 days isn't enough time sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, even a month out. Like, because um, I, I told you I work with video distribution and uh, I usually tell clients that if it's their first video release that they really should submit it a month before the release date so that we can get everything established and then we can also 
start getting a pitch for them to like Vivo and Tidal and, and iTunes and all that good stuff. So it's, you know, across the board, you know, like you got to give a person time to review everything and get it, uh, get it scheduled. And that said, if you send one of the, a clean package and say, here's a single I'm interested in doing, here's everything you need, mm-hmm. it'll probably go up quicker. Yeah. You know, especially if there's a break or a lull in that content schedule. It's going to be like, hey, I can definitely get this up in a day. You ever have it happen where uh, something comes through and uh, it may work for you, but like you may have like, do you have recommendations that they uh, also send the press release to? Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes. So, you know, obviously we like to stay local. So if mm-hmm. it's a national artist pitching me from California about a single um, that has nothing to do with Tampa or Tampa Bay, um, I'll often be like, hey, are you touring? And, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, not right now. And I'll be like, hey, why don't you, you know, hit me up? if you're coming through and that way this would make more sense and we could write about, we could write about you, you know? And then, so, um, if I know of a, of a blog or a podcast or a website that would write about it, um, I'm happy to share all those content. That's one of the best things about having, you know, eight years, whatever mm-hmm. experience. It's like, I've seen a lot of stuff and I've talked to a lot of people so I can recommend stuff like that. You know, like it might not make sense for me, but maybe you could talk to cigar city podcast or, or, you know, somebody else, you know, locally that covers national stuff. That's nice to be uh, helpful like that instead of just outright like, no, this this won't work. You know? I mean, I do that too. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mean to be like a jerk about it, but mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it goes the same way. Like, I know people can see when you open the email and I feel mm-hmm. bad because it's just an open email and they don't get a response, you know. But, I mean, sometimes you just can't do it. I mean, yeah, you can't write a detailed response to every single right. email that you oh, receive. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you no wish way. you could, but like, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other tips that we may not have covered that um, that you'd like to let artists and managers and anyone really know when they're um, reaching out to press? All right. I'm going to kind of think out loud and try okay, to do it in fine. segments. Um, so some things we, we might not have hit. Um, I, th- I can't reiterate like that I understand how frustrating it is sometimes to not get a response to a press release, um, especially one that's done really well. So I would just say, you know, Definitely just keep following up. Don't be afraid to follow up. Um, ask the per- ask the person you're hitting up if you're following up too much. You know, I'm pretty transparent. I'll be like, if I'm bugging you, let me know. You know, but it's kind of like that thing where, like, you have to ask for the things that you kind of want. Um, and, and so there's that. Do you ever have people that are, like, outright rude about stuff? I think it's happened in the past. Um, I think people who are rude are just rude in all parts of their life probably. Mm-hmm. So I don't really take it personally. They have to realize that you can't, it's not going to help you by acting like that through, through email or. Yeah. And, you know, I also understand that people have bad days, you know, and like, I try not to take too many things personally. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Uh, But I don't. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I work in journalism, so. Yeah. (laughs) It's like everybody hates us. You know what I mean? Like there's always something. Um, But I mean, it is upsetting if I do get something wrong. So I do like to be called out on being wrong or, or get some real suggestions on how coverage can be better. So there's that. So follow up. Um, definitely don't be afraid to do that. And I can't, you know, reiterate how important it is to just leave the links. Don't attach stuff. <laughs> do not attach any files. Yeah. Anything. And you just can... have all your assets ready. I mean, yeah. just have it ready. Like have the links, the private streams, the photos. And it'll be just so much easier for everybody. Oftentimes, the artists just have it on their website, right? Or mm-hmm. like PR firms will have their client list. You click on it, you can download press photos. Um, there's a contact there, um, you know, so you can get 
questions answered if it's a national act. So, so have a um, a direct title that tells you exactly what what they are pitching to you. Answer the who, what, where, when, why in the body of the email. Don't at- don't attach files. Like just give a Dropbox of all the assets. Provide a press release if they definitely have that. Don't paste the um, press release. Just link to it or something yeah. like a PDF on your website or something. You okay. know. Um, and then like social media links, unless they're already in that press release. Yeah, they yeah. can. Oftentimes, social media links can be in like emails. Like you can link yeah. text. Oh, right? like with the signature and stuff. Yeah, too, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I'll click on that. So. And then after that, just uh, follow up if they don't uh, hear back from you. Yeah, definitely follow up and and don't get frustrated. It's kind of a shame that these days artists. You know, on top of being a creative person with all of those things to worry about, you're also managing your own career, you yeah. know, and it's like, it's almost cruel to make somebody who's making art have to worry about that. But that's how it is. And, and I'm trying to make it easier for you. So if you could make it easier for me, then mm-hmm. I think we can get back to just going to the show and, and enjoying it. It's like that phrase, like, help me help you. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I really do want to help like yeah. the artist. So it is always unfortunate when I can't. So. All right. Um, so I kind of cut you off there. So do you have anything else other than the following up? No attachments. You know, I can't. I can't think of anything. I'm sure okay. I'm missing something. I'm gonna look over this. I mean, again. we went over quite a bit. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, th- I think we did. Yeah. yeah. We just stressed the the main points. You know, um, I didn't know if you wanted to give your because um, you said your email's been yeah. given out. If you want to provide your email. Yeah, my email is so you can email me any time of day wherever you want. Um, R-R-O-A at cltampa.com. There's also a contact page on the website, and you can just click on my byline on Creative Loafing Tampa, and it'll it'll take you there. So, But make sure you follow all these guidelines and tips that we've just discussed. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I guess I, I would add, like, we talked about a lot of stuff, and sometimes hearing all this stuff makes you feel like you can't. Like, it creates this anxiety where you won't hit send or even start the press release. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be scared, you know? Just do it. You're excited about your art. I hope to be excited about your art. You know, share it with me. You know, these are just tips maybe to clean it up. Yeah. But don't let hearing this stuff, you know, keep you from doing the thing. Send it, you yeah. know. That's all That's all you can do, you know. Just put it out there and just see if it gets picked up. You know? Yeah. All right. So I think that does cover everything that we uh, wanted to discuss. So um, I'm going to bore you a little bit and just go over some brief uh, company news here with Symphonic. But I uh, just want to give a reminder to all of our fans that we have the Symphonic Awards coming up, which start on December 6th. We'll be announcing our Artists and Label of the Year nominees. Um, so you will be check, you can check that out on uh, our social media. I'm sure we'll share the link, but also on our, um, our simblog.com. Uh, second, we'll be sending out our annual survey that we'd love um, if you can complete it. And then this helps us with building new services and enhancements. So just let us know uh, how we're doing. Uh, third, remember to please review our content cutoff dates for the holidays to make sure releases and music videos get delivered on time. You know, we were discussing earlier about, you know, the two weeks and stuff like that. But uh, with content cutoff, there's definitely, uh, especially with iTunes, very specific dates that you need to submit your release by in order to get it live um, by a specific date. So please review that um, if you're a client, you know, with symphonicms.com with your account there. Or we'll, we also have a blog article about it, which we have it pinned like on our social media Um accounts as well about the content cutoff. So other than that, um, happy holidays and happy new year to everyone. I think this will be the last podcast of uh, 2018. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, wait, what year is this? Yeah, I'm already in next year too. <laughs> what year is it? You know, like that Robin Williams meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, Ray. So one last thing. Um, we ask every guest this. Uh, what are you currently listening to? Um, well, I'm about to interview Nico Case. So I've been listening to Nico Case nonstop probably for the last few days. Um, we're also doing like a local music roundup, like best of for the year. Oh, nice. So I'm listening to a lot of local music. Liking, uh, revisited the DEA and Saint album, uh, Trap Doom. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's really great. So excited to listen to this James Suggs album coming out on uh, next Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm stoked. What are you listening to? Well, I'm actually listening to as. <laughs> Fans probably here because I mention this seriously every episode. I'm a huge Muse fan. Right on. Uh, so they just came out with an album, Simulation Theory, okay. which uh, I I like it. You know, I'm one of I'm one of those fans that I love everything they do, and I obviously will have a preference for certain albums. You know, but uh, they have like this electronic sound to it that uh, that I really like, and their music videos all kind of flow together. And me being music video distribution, I always um, check out the videos too. So it's I think it's a great album. So um, I've been uh, listening to that, and I finally and this is another ongoing joke too but um i've been starting to listen to stuff on spotify because um i was a um a big fan of just purchasing music on itunes uh-huh. um and You're i still the have them. Yeah, yeah i still we still exist you know like i'm you know i'm in early 30s so you would think i'd go with the flow but like i just it was just easier to listen on my phone but no i've been i've been picking up spotify and and using you know listening to playlists and stuff so it's like well that's not so bad <laughs> even on, even on the go cuz i feel like the, the big hindrance with like streaming would be like data right when you're like on the well go. on the if i'm actually driving uh-huh. um i actually listen to podcasts okay then. right on yeah um i listen to a lot of like uh cuz i i work really early so i like to listen to a lot of like educational stuff that makes me like think in the morning uh-huh. you know like they have a podcast called like stuff you should know or stuff you miss in history class yeah. and it's just just a little fun fact of day. It's just like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, one last question. So, do you get? Um, so, it doesn't matter which genre of music that you receive. Like, you will, you can write about any type of genre, or there's certain I ones like, you're looking for. I like. I like. I write about every kind of music. Um, I write about vaguely music related things. Um, so, you know, obviously, I love to write about anything happening in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much genre agnostic. There's. Okay, so yeah, we'll don't, about no, all of it. no, it can be any any type of um, any type of genre, you know, like rock or hip hop, <laughs> all the stuff going through yeah. my head. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> I think you know. people just want to hear good music, and yeah. then on top of that, if I'm lucky enough to share a good song, and then also tap into like the human element of your story, mm-hmm. then then that's like a really that's a win for me. So great. All right. Well, I think that'll uh, wrap up our podcast episode. So thank you so much again, Ray, for being on. And uh, again, that email is rroa at cltampa.com. So you can uh, send the press release and stuff. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys will start working together. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.